I bet you guys are wondering why I've gathered you here today, even though season one is over and we're done reviewing it. Please tell I us. I live here. Yeah, no, we're here awkwardly at Donnie's apartment in a little more casual setting. Uh, we're in between studios and in between seasons. In while between we're getting jobs. Oof, too real. <laughs> I'm jobless right now. That's all right. The abled body poor. While we're getting ready for season two, we're wrapping up season one here by doing a little thing we're calling Jabroni Talk and responding to some comments, responding to uh, what you guys thought of... Mostly hate mail. Mostly hate mail of season one. We got some we got some funny comments here that we're going to read off to you guys, talk a little bit about it. No episodes to really talk about here except, I guess, uh, going over season one. So, if this is your first time joining us, we got some great episode reviews for you guys. All seven Season 1 episodes are up now at anchor.fm slash rumham. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find all our Season 1 reviews. Today we're going to be talking a little bit more about Season 1 in a broader sense. We're going to be responding to some people that have actually listened to the show and gotten back to us on their opinions of our scores and whatnot it's gonna be a good time so if you hear some cars revving outside if it sounds a little bit uh, a little more reverberated than usual for the more seasoned podcast professionals uh we're not exactly in our home studio setting right now we're so. in the middle of a roundabout yeah. of a traffic circle <laughs> just like we decided to set up shop we're just kind of like the rest of the world right now we're like nothing really matters let's just set up here like, yeah Fuck it, everything's a lie. So, user somewhat useful idiot said, "I'd rather just rewatch the show than hear a couple jabronis talk about it." Ah. First of all, that's insulting because we have more than a couple people here, so they didn't even bother to yeah. like give it a try. They can't count just like we can't count. And you're welcome. Now you have a whole episode dedicated to jabronis talking about it. Yeah, why not? Why not? I get it, but like, why not just both? Yeah, I re I rewatch the show all the time, and I still listen to podcasts about things that i like and that i know why not like participate in it too you know what i mean why not i guess we're inviting people i do enjoy hearing what other fans think of the show that you love like this is this is my favorite show my favorite sitcom at the very least so it's nice to hear what other people think and i, I guess that's why you would listen to us because it's other fans talking about the show you love I don't want people to be confused i don't want to come off as like a reaction channel or something like, no, no i don't want this to be like Watch us watch It's Always Sunny Live and respond in real time. Mm. I, I, I asked you guys to help me host this for a reason because I'm not nearly qualified to think super in-depth about this. I've had some unnecessarily deep conversations about this show and what it could possibly teach society with you guys. So I, I asked you guys to be on this for a reason. I don't want this to be confused for like a reaction podcast. This is... Yeah more like discussion about it i think after doing the first season you know we've kind of learned how to do this a little bit ourselves you know i guess we started this season off kind of reacting to it and then as the seasons went on more we ended up talking about it more in a better discussion you know with better discussions and like you said it's not reactionary and we we have something else to do other than react to it we're going to talk about it we're doing our own thing by rating it and comparing it to the other episodes so it's more than just talking about the show Okay, let me explain <laughs> something to you, you random user 42069. No, no. This show is pristine! <laughs> no, no. You rate me, I rate you! You rate me, I rate you! Well, it's a, it's a good thing to hear because if 
our podcast is coming off in a different way than we want it to, it's good to hear that. Right? We don't owe the fans anything. No. No. We yeah. There it is. And, and, and <laughs> there quick, it is. There's the contract. Quick, if you're not paying us, we're not getting paid. I'm not getting yeah. paid. But, we're doing but this for fun. We're doing this because we love this show and want to bring its deeper, it's possible deeper meanings to uh, its its hardcore viewers. And not only that, the people that are watching this for the first time, I think the only reaction that matters to someone watching it, it's always Sunny episode is someone who's watching it for the first time. Yeah, but just to throw it out there at the end of the day, I mean, I really do agree with this comment. I would rather rewatch it's always Sunny than listen to a podcast any day. But like. You can still do both. They're not competing. Yeah, they're not competing things. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. like all right. I've only got you know twenty four hours in a day because I don't have a job and we're all in quarantine. So I could either spend twenty four hours watching It's Always Sunny or listen to the podcast. Yeah, or you could just do them both. Like if he's they're gonna not- take the time to leave a comment, just be like, leave us what you think about the show. In that or time, what you think that's about our what, show, and that's the, the whole point of it. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Once again, if you're listening to this and you want in on this table conversation here, feel free to send us your comments. We got a subreddit, our Always Sunny Pod. We got Twitter at Always Sunny Pod, Instagram at Always Sunny Pod. Let us know what's going on in the comments of our Instagram. And post. hit me up on my space. For the love of God, no one's hit me up on Google Plus, and to be honest with you, I can't find it anywhere on the internet. So I hit me up on Venmo. I fever dreamed Google Plus. Hit me up on Venmo. (laughs) Venmo, PayPal. On what you were saying, like we we also we also don't get to everything in the episode, you know, like we don't get to most things that we want. Sometimes we finish our podcast and we're like, oh, we forgot to talk about this. So if you want, if you know that one of your favorite episodes is coming up email us you know put put in a comment go go to the subreddit absolutely especially season two right now if there's people actually listening and following us and listening to the full episodes like feel free to comment what you think we should talk about and what you think should be in the episodes because we can always do extra content or even just change some episodes every now and then and give you guys what you're going to keep listening to and what you want to hear this is the ultimate it's always sunny in philadelphia podcast for the ultimate it's always sunny in philadelphia fans whatever you want to talk about any episode hopefully we're going to touch on it hopefully by the end yeah by the time we've caught up with the show and it is still long going years from now we'll we'll be able to uh have this full comprehensive list and all these like great episodes of fan points ultimate fan rankings Speaking of first-time viewers, uh, I found a great post where someone was talking about how they found It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on their Netflix. And I guess this is a country where they still are lucky enough to have it. I was about to say, I was like, there's not It's Always Sunny on my Netflix. That's where I watched it all. Mm. When it was on Netflix back in the 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 Stone Age. That makes sense to me. Before the licensing went through. Before syndication. Before the depression. Before the literal depression uh, and the e- economic depression. Yeah. So this person says, I found It's Always Sunny on my Netflix home screen. And it was something to binge while on lockdown. They said, for some reason, I had it in my head that it was a typical American sitcom set in the suburbs where the main characters get themselves into wacky situations, but everything works itself out and everyone learns a lesson along the way. I'm from the UK. There it is. But I've watched most mainstream Yale shows. Friends, The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, etc. What is the ook? The ook. The ook. UK. The ook. The, the United Kingdom? You know uh, this. Brexit? Scotland. <laughs> oh, dude. It's not. Guys, it's not Dish of the Day. Me. Dish of the Day has been in the fridge since like 1915, I guess. <laughs> 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 we got a lot to tell you. 
Kennedy was shot. We had the Spanish flu, and now we have, like, corona going on. I thought you were about to say the Chinese flu. I thought you were going to say it. Chinese. I can see the words coming out of your mouth. I considered it, but not all of us have the gift of anonymity. (laughs) Why can't we call it Winnie the Pooh flu? Is that... That's creative. Is that not as good? I think it's way better than everything, but I don't get why. Because... Um, <laughs> do that. looks like Winnie the Pooh. We totally uh, derailed this uh, Euchre's point. What yeah. was he saying? Yeah, yeah so it was were, going really good point too. So they were basically talking about classic American sitcoms. I never even considered. It's like when you realize, you know, we have the accents to people around the world. Some people watch these American shows, and it's like there's these cookie cutter American shows, and they're talking about like Friends and whatnot. Mm-hmm. American culture is supreme. I like it. Keep going. I like it. I like it. It's like when you watch. <laughs> that, um, an Australian sitcom or something. You can tell you're watching an Australian sitcom. Or... I've never done that in my life, yeah. but okay. Even... Oh, wow. <laughs> Even like how... Dude, I got a whole world of great new shows Wait to show you. Wait a minute. You've never seen Flight of the Concords. Oh, they're in New Zealand. And they're also next place in New York. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's really not Australian at all. Yeah, I've seen Steve Irwin. And that's as far as I can go for the Australian. What was that sitcom? What what was that? There was a a show. It's an epic history. New Zealand show about a high school, or about like middle school, and there's like one flamboyant like like drama teacher. It's the funniest show. I don't watch shows about middle schoolers. No, it's not Glee. It's not. It's (laughs) not Glee. It's like it's like like a New Zealand parody of Glee or something. Uh. (laughs) But but this is what I was saying um, back earlier in our season. I was saying like you know. It's Always Sunny is the best anti-sitcom because it takes all those things you think of a normal sitcom and turns it on its head. Even How I Met Your Mother, even at the end of like some episodes, Barney was like, oh, I shouldn't have slept with so many whores. You know, he feels bad about it. Do they actually use the word whore in that no, show? No, no. Probably yeah. not. You no. can't even look. Yes, didn't think so. I don't so. even think you can like mention sex. That show wants to, like... I don't like it. How I Met Your I Mother wants to draw the line so hard, but then, like, they censor it so much to the point where mm-hmm. it doesn't even... It's not... It's, it's not fr- funny. I, I have no shame saying at one point, How I Met Your Mother was probably one of my favorite shows. It was probably there before It's Always Sunny was. I cringe at the thought of enjoying that show now. Yeah. It's just fucking repetitive nonsense. It's a Friends copy and paste. I never liked Friends, and I'm not a huge How I Met Your Mother fan. I think it's just whatever. But I think it's the better version of Friends. Friends is not funny. It's never been funny. It yeah, never got d- a laugh out of me. I didn't like it, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think How I Met Your Mother was just like enough to where like when i was in high school watching it and smoking weed for the first time i was like yo this is fucking hilarious and it's a shame we feel that way because rob McElhenney has said time and time again and even recently there was an interview that came out literally this month where he was talking about friends being the jumping off point for it's always great sunny. people can believe oh we needed unconscionable things that's true. Even Hitler believed in human, or uh, sorry, dog, dog, rights. Dog, dog, dog rights, not human rights. Uh, not human rights. <laughs> yeah. So we're comparing Rob McElhenney to Adolf Hitler now. Welcome to the Ultimate It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. That's why this guy doesn't I want mean, to listen yeah. to the jabroni talk. So the realization this Reddit user had, I remember uh, we were talking about a comment here, you yeah, guys, if you can yeah. remember. That was like an hour Their revelation ago, yeah. they had was... Uh, that they were wrong. They go, how wrong was I? It's mental, but absolutely hilarious. I've been hooked for the first episode, and I'm currently through the fifth season. Oh, they have so many great, great it's, episodes yeah. to go. They have a whole new mental? show. What is that? Like I don't know. I think brain the, space? I mental. Know. Mental. Does it help so, if I say it in a Cockney accent? Yeah. What is so it's mental? It was fucking mental, bro. It yeah. was like crazy. It was, oh, it's out of this world. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> it was Adam's. I know this is getting way ahead of what we might be talking about. But the fact that we rated a lot of these episodes low, I know a lot of people kind of were talking about and bringing up. But that's because like we're talking about the show after we've seen it hundreds of times. So like even for this dude to see it for the first time, the first season is still good enough to if it's the first time seeing it, it's still going to sell you and it's still going to like hook you onto the show. Like if you've never seen the show and you're listening to us, don't take it like this show sucks. Just to bring it home, that's the the whole genesis of this is we're doing it for this guy who's we're doing this podcast for the guy who's watching it for the first time and we're doing it for the people that are watching it for the 50th time. It's for right. everyone. We want everyone's opinions on it. Yeah. I, I love reading these first reactions to to episodes. Right. And the fact that, yeah, like I said, he watched the first season and now he's hooked and he's on. He went through season five already. The and first season wasn't bad. It's just compared to the rest. It's just it's not as good. Speaking of season one, <laughs> a lot of our discussion this first season was about the characters. Uh and zero no franks aside of course uh we talked a lot about how charlie isn't exactly charlie in this first season where charlie is like the silly guy charlie can be kind of conniving but like all in all he's like kind of smart he has the capability to read even we've seen or at least he makes it seem so one of uh the comments i found in the aforementioned post we just read was about charlie and he says i think charlie started off as the most well-rounded character in the pilot he was level-headed articulate generally thoughtful and his only quirk was his crush on the waitress it was until later in the series where we see him go off the deep end with illiteracy stalking and general boorish behavior as for recurring characters cricket is my favorite to see the send from the perch of stability of course Mm -hmm. i don't think there's any other character that really shows that as well. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Dennis even tells Frank that he blames him for their increasingly strange behavior. And it was Frank's money that allowed them to constantly get into shenanigans. I think that summarizes mm-hmm. season one, Charlie and really all the season one characters to begin with. Sick oh, yeah. fan theory, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a fan theory. Frank does really give them all the money yeah. Yeah. to, to not care about the bar so they can get into more shenanigans and then pay for said shenanigans. I was going to say it's more of the bar aspect. Now that we bring that up, we're going to have to start paying attention to how many of the shenanigans really would have only been able to be pulled off with Frank's money. Because like, so, definitely some of them I know for sure like they could have done regardless of money. Yeah, but I now I'm like, going to start paying attention to that as we go forward. I think that would be a boring uh, thing to do if we uh, going into season two where Frank appears. If we're like, well, what would have happened if Frank wasn't there? And then every single episode is going to be like nothing. Nothing would have happened. No, no, yeah, no. We don't need to bring it up every time, but I think it would be interesting if all of season two, if we're just like, wow, looking back on it, every single one of these episodes only can happen because of Frank's money. But there might be half of them that could have happened anyway. What would the gang have done without Frank? And maybe there's yeah. a real-life lesson in there about Danny DeVito being a star. I thought you were going to say a real-life lesson about money, but either mm-hmm. way, yeah. Well, Danny DeVito was the reason they got season two because they said they needed a higher level actor to bring in the viewers. Yeah. When I watched this show for the first time, that was one of the hard things I had processing was that these guys are running this bummy bar in South Philly and they're bumming it, but they're still able to go get on these wacky adventures and whatnot and pull off these schemes. 
And Frank, if I had seen season one, I would have had a bigger problem with that. But because my friend showed me season two to start out with and Frank was there, I had a much easier time accepting that. Oh, yeah, they got this guy just financing them. And he just wants to get in on the wackiness, too. So I think Frank, in general, makes the show easier to get into. It makes it easier to, like, digestible. I think that's why season one wasn't as good as well. Definitely. I mean, the show just takes off from here because of Frank, you know? I'm excited to never yeah. have to do another What Would Frank Do, though. I like those. Those were fun, but, yeah, say goodbye. But I'm ready for some classic Frank Frank shenanigans. I, I know we referenced it a lot, the whole take a lap, but um, that was, the one I think, the first episode I saw, and I really did not enjoy it that much. And it took me – because I saw that episode when I was in high school – and I was like, wow, the show's not as good as people are hyping it up to be. And then when I saw, when I went to college and my buddy showed me the gang wrestles for the troops and the Christmas episode, they showed me those two and I was sold on the show. I think I remember when you and I, Donnie, were living together in glorious matrimony. Um, <laughs> we watched, um, I don't remember the title of the episode, the one where he's like, take a lap. When they, yeah, I don't remember become, the, they have to do community though. service for kids. And we were just fucking dying the whole time. Like when yeah. he takes the soda and like throws it in the trash can. Yeah. And we were just dying. So I guess since the first time you saw it, you've really come around. I think. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of me too. But I think that watching this show from the beginning and really understanding these characters and who they're supposed to be and who they are added to that episode. Like watching that episode with no context, I really just was just like wow, all these people suck, they're not that funny, they're not whatever. It's more of the context between them and like the backstories that make it that much funnier. I'd like to give a shout-out to Creepy Man Children on Reddit for <laughs> insulting us and managing to use an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia quote when they responded to our comment or our post and said, terrible, take a lap. So yeah. thank you uh -huh. for the feedback yeah. and thank you for like using that. Yeah, absolutely. Like sunny nice. Philadelphia quote. If, yeah, I was about to say, if you're going to trash us, use as many It's Always Sunny quotes as possible. It that way it, at least I it know it's a fan. Yes, yeah, that way that we too. know that you enjoy the show and you like it and you're not just some guy on the internet like we are. Not some oh, creepy bro. man child. Just a jabroni talking, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I will give our most constructive feedback, though, that we received on our Gun Fever episode. It's Fry Loves Leela 3000, so clearly a Futurama fan, saying, after Gun Fever getting low scores, I'm on the fence if I'm interested in listening to more. I think my perspective on how an episode should be reviewed is different. They disagreed with a lot of points or felt that they were irrelevant and possibly not thought through enough. Maybe a little be sub too subjective for me to enjoy, especially half an hour, it seems, to listen to a group of conversations about opinion. And I prefer one person's objective standpoint as a review. I just want to address that because I did consider just doing this by myself, but I thought that would be boring as hell to listen to. I didn't think I'd want to listen to one person talk about an episode at a time. I mean, I, it just depends on the person because like I was even telling you before, like my uncle listens listens to podcasts and he's the same type of person where he told me where he was commenting on our sports podcast where he's like, I don't want to listen to three, four people just go around the table and talk about stuff. I want to hear one person have a beginning to end story and just have it flow and it all makes sense. But I personally would, I personally enjoy both listening to both if, as long as both of them are good quality and good content. I was going to say, I really think it, yeah, it just comes down to the person and what you prefer. It's just a hit or miss what you, what you like. 
I try to kind of give some sort of rhyme or reason to the whole perp- uh, the whole point of doing this. You know, uh, there's very clearly beginning, middle, end. I just wanted this to be discussion based, so I understand wanting a full review or almost back and forth type because when you think about like HBO does podcasts for all their like really good shows, right? So there's like um, there's a million Game of Thrones podcasts. Shout out to OCC Oysters, Clams and Cockles, RBP <laughs> Gang Gang Gang. Um, like I was saying, HBO has podcasts, companion podcasts for all of or most of their successful shows. And those are largely interview based. So that's where I think we differ. I wanted this to be almost it's always a sign Philadelphia like where it sounds like we're trying to get our points across harder than the other. You know what I mean? Where we're all almost talking over each other, but not talking over each other because that would be incomprehensible. Yes. I think there's a lot to unpack with this uh um comment can you read it one more time oh i'm not even done with it so oh shit start from the beginning because there's a lot there's a lot there is no there is it is really good criticism though no i mean this this is a very fair point that's yeah. why i wanted to read yeah this right no i like it yeah i think this summarizes like all the main let's, concerns let's, let's that go I had just starting like, this yeah let's go like a sentence or two or three at a time so mm. after gum fever getting low scores i'm on the fence if i'm interested in listening to more Go and we on. sort of addressed this earlier. I was going to say, uh, yeah. In previous episodes where uh, I mentioned in episode six and episode seven that we're doing this to compare episodes of The Grey Show of all time. And that a, a four out of ten for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia compared to a ten out of ten is still good. Yeah, so four out of ten and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If we do the currency exchange rate, that's <laughs> like a fucking negative 80 out of one for friends <laughs> exactly the best friends is still like half as good as the worst it's always sunny in philadelphia episode fact that's so true i think maybe my perspective of how an episode should be reviewed is too different disagreed with many points felt they were irrelevant and possibly not thought through enough i didn't get a response when i mm. asked for more follow-up on of course not why, would you you say, why does yeah. anyone want to do anything constructive i was gonna say yeah first of all it would, it would help to get further like specific examples but yeah i think one this is our first time doing podcasts together and then two we didn't really sit down and record five takes and try and figure this out we really just decided we're going into this recording getting what we get out of it and just getting better as we go I'm also going to be honest. I don't know how to communicate on uh, Reddit, so I, it's possible that my message could have just gotten <laughs> lost really and true. I sent it the complete wrong way. Um, I think that you know we're we're also learning how to, how to do this just as much as the characters in the show or the the creators of the show are learning how to do what they did. You know, it takes our first season to get our feet, you know, running. Um, also, we're not reviewing this show. We're not really reacting to it, like you said. We're just making a list yeah that's you know the, we're having and having fun with it we're having a good conversation that's we're the making ends. jokes you know we have five categories we're, we kind of structured it so that it isn't a review it's more of let's talk about this and move on yeah we're, right because if we're just talking over each other going from point to point it'd be a total mess giving these categories gives it some sort of structure and the rankings gives it the reason and gives the reason structure as well so if you haven't checked out the list of lists the whole reason we're doing 
this podcast, head on over to our subreddit, R Always Sunny Pod, where you can check out the list of lists, which now contains every season one episode in ranked order. You can see what we gave it and what IMDb gave it. So continuing on, this uh, user Fry Loves Leela three thousand thinks uh, it's a little too subjective. Where our opinions are a little too subjective, and it's hard to listen to a group conversation, especially in a half hour. And I prefer one person's subjective opinion. Can an opinion not be subjective? That's what makes an opinion. I'm pretty sure. That's what I thought. So. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Uh, we never actually introduced you. You're a, I'm a the Buffalo, Buffalo chicken. chicken Roller. Yeah, Buffalo Chicken yeah. Roller. Shout out to 7-Eleven. Yeah. Our dish of the day here yeah. is Buffalo Chicken We're Roller. Referring to I'm five hours spicy in. and cheesy. <laughs> um, Anyways, yeah, we're Anyway, so I guess the, the last point is really what I wanted to talk about, what I, um, I guess, feel passionately about. So I've never been to film school i don't have a degree in film don't have a degree in television and i don't think any of us do and i don't think at any point during the show any of us have been like well as a film expert i can tell you that um rob McElhenney needs to shave his beard (laughs) none of us have ever pretended to be you know these paragons of objectivity or this is the opinion you should hold or this is what's right to believe and this is why you should believe it we're just talking about the show that's that's first off that's just describing the enterprise describing the project that we're engaging here at rumham and wild cards second thing whenever you're like reviewing something or talking about your opinion it's not really going to be objective i mean i guess you could say that there are sort of certain objective things about filming like you know, we want to get into aesthetics, like, oh, this is an aesthetic poorly done or bad writing, all that stuff. But in terms that's of, like... That's still subjective. Yeah. But yeah, keep going. But yeah. That's still subjective. But yeah, keep going. Whenever you... You're never going to listen to, quote, one person's objective review, end quote. Because there's always a person behind that review. That person's going to say whatever it is they want. Like, if we all sat here and agreed that, you know... The only stories that are good writing are stories that are linear, have a beginning, a middle, and an end. If that was our stipulated agreement, then anything that wasn't like that would be bad writing. But that's not something that we've done because we're we're not beholden to rules right. and we're not beholden to, you know, good filming or or good I don't even know what it would be, good good critique. We right. we, we don't practice critique theory. Yeah, so even each category to each person is subjective. Like, Completely what's funny different. to you? What are good quotes to yep. you? That's... This isn't necessarily like a, like you said, like a rating for like, like if someone went to film school and like they're actually rating this as like being a judge. Yeah. We're rating it based on our personal feelings and thoughts. That's the beauty of doing this. If we agree with Fry Loves Layla on Reddit, if we agree with this person, we can change our gun fever scores. We're going to do that here the season finale. The oh, that's the whole beauty of this is that it gives us the opportunity to change our minds. The sort of objective review, I guess, that this individual is looking for already exists. There are companies who pay critics to rate TV. There are <laughs> magazines, do articles, do this, mm-hmm. do this for a living. Yeah. So if that's something you enjoy, by all means, go ahead and listen to them. But that's not at all what this is. Mm-hmm. 
you could argue, keep listening to and, us. But. <laughs> critics don't make good filmmakers, or as we know, like Roger Ebert, didn't he try to make a movie that was? Like, oh yeah, the and worst all of movie? Ray William Johnson's produced content has been great. <laughs> oh god! And the Nostalgia Critic—that's another one who is really good at developing their own content instead of just critiquing other people's. Yeah. We keep going. Stay in your lane is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Fry loves Lila <laughs> no, 3000. Okay, easy there. Before we dogpile on too hard, this no, has I do nice like this ending. comment. I this love this. Nice all, all jokes aside, yes. We're only halfway through it. Okay, but keep going. I do like it regardless. It's critique. It's actual thought out. And I agree with Advice. So it ends with, over. however, this is all just my personal taste as well, as is ours. Yeah. I want to say the sound quality is very nice, so... Thanks. Shout out, shout out, Braden. Thank you, thank you. My degree is useful. What? Still not. Oh, the sound quality. Oh, you make my job so hard. <laughs> so, uh, does enable an episode to sound repetitive, which can be annoying. So they like that everyone basically had their own opinions. We didn't. We don't go super repetitive, which I like. We I, try to avoid here. I was gonna say we're kind of good at not being repetitive, and any repetitiveness we have gets edited out. Once again, shots out, what? Braden. There's no, there's no <laughs> editing that's done on this podcast. None of it's thought through. It's oh, all yeah. just vomit and chat on the internet. We're just winging it. Mm. By the way, when I said stay in your lane, I was talking to Roger Ebert. No, what? you were, very you were talking to Fry Loves Leela Fry Loves Leela three thousand. Not at all. Don't worry, he's not gonna find you. Not at all. <laughs> he's definitely not gonna find Buffalo Chicken. Well, well, actually, he can. It's your local Seven Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it ends with it's great that people love the show enough to even make something like this happen. So great work, y'all. I love you too. Oh, nice. I, I sincerely hope that, that Fry so Loves Leela takes the opportunity to listen to some other episodes and uh, hopefully gets back to us. At was, least this one. And if he starts listening to our comments and stops before he gets to this point, he might be mad. I was actually talking to Robert, Roger Ebert. I believe you. Who is dead. He doesn't Dude. have a chin. He's dead, man. He had throat cancer. They took away yeah. his chin. Yeah. You think this Reddit person's going to care whether or not you're calling out Roger Ebert or them? The fact you're putting them on the same pedestal as Robert E. Roger Robert This guy's honored. Jesus. But it's great because this is probably like one of the few names that I have to our listeners. I know at this point we got two, three dozen listeners, which is pretty steady for what eight episodes now this makes eight besides a couple people on instagram that have followed us and taken the time to comment like enjoyed this episode this is the only person whose like name i really have to the fan base so once again shout out to our wildcard crew listening we have a bunch of new listeners in ireland guys so that's pretty cool Welcome. Still? I have been listening to a lot of Irish folk music recently, so maybe I think maybe you're bringing that's got something to do with it. Follow it's for follow, follow for the, follow. Uh, it's a cosmic <laughs> follow for follow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's great that the Wildcard Crew is growing. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this first season. We're still not done yet. We got a season one finale, a season one wrap up that we're gonna do. We're gonna go over all our scores and change up our scores if we feel like changing our opinions uh if you want to check out the list of lists head over to our subreddit r always sunny pod check out instagram and twitter always sunny pod you can email us at always sunny pod at gmail.com so follow us on twitter instagram google plus at always sunny pod if you can find our google post i will personally 
Google Pass. I will send you personally five dollars and twelve cents over Venmo, Venmo. Or PayPal. Venmo or PayPal. If you have anything other than that, you can uh, just go cry because you're not getting your five dollars. Don't forget cents. to hit me up on my space and hit the dish of the day up on my space. His space. That's how pronouns work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to our wildcard crew once again for listening. Y'all are amazing. Send us your comments, your replies, your reactions, all that good stuff. Send us your reactions because we're not reacting. We're reviewing. And if you want us to talk about something on a future episode, let us know. Absolutely. We're going to hit you guys with the season one finale coming up soon. Season one wrap up coming up very, very shortly. Stay safe, y'all. Stay sane. Good night, New York. Good night, New York. Today's show is sponsored by Anchor. Making podcasts with Anchor is easy. Anchor does it all. They'll host your podcast segments and they'll distribute your episodes to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can even record and edit your podcast on your browser or on the Anchor app. Anchor will even find you sponsors for your shows so you can get paid with no minimum listenership. This show would not be possible without Anchor. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the show. Rum Ham and Wild Cards is produced and edited by Braden Pleggencool. This episode was written and hosted by Braden Pleggencool, Donnie Crunkleton, Adam Rothbort, and The Dish of the Day.